Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Dr. Amankor and each week we will bring you an important message as we explore how to detox toxic relationships. The aim of this podcast is for you to unlock your own inner knowing, your own inner greatness, so you can know how to heal from the impact of a toxic relationship so you can get your life back on track and live your best life. After all, we are all worthy of loving our life. Today we're going to be talking about how do you know for sure whether the person that you're dealing with is toxic. It could be someone that you're working with, it could be someone that you're dating, it could be your parent. So the five key ways to know, and these are so, so important for you to become aware of, even if you're not in a toxic relationship, it's so important for you to become aware of because you'll start to notice how do you feel. And this is the thing, we all need to notice how we feel around people. We really need to get in touch and reconnect with ourselves so that we can understand whether what what is really truly going on so we can get to the truth. So one of the ways that you can, you know, that indicates that someone is poisonous for your life, and I'll explain the reason why I'm using poisonous a bit later, is that most of us have something to discuss. We might have an argument, we might have different perspectives. That's understandable, right? If we're two different people, we're going to have different perspectives. So when we're in any kind of relationship and we've got a different perspective, we're looking to solve problems. We're looking to actually find a way through and discuss the different perspectives and actually come to some sort of agreement. The thing with a toxic relationship is they're not looking to solve problems. They're looking to inflict damage. Yeah. That's right. They're not looking to solve problems. They're actually looking to inflict damage. You know, I always think that this is one of the most important factors of one, a successful relationship, but also it's a defining factor of a toxic relationship as well. You see, in successful relationships, when two people come together and they are solving problems, they're not trying to argue That doesn't mean that they'll never argue, but they're not trying to argue. They're trying to solve a problem. And usually when you're going into any discussion, you're looking to solve a problem. It just means that we can talk about something, that it means that we can get across what it is that we need to be able to move forward and solve a problem and try and figure out what the best solution is moving forward. But the problem with a toxic person is that they will inflict damage. They're not trying to solve problems and usually they're actually creating problems. They're not trying to solve them. They're trying to protect themselves. It's a really nice way of looking at this is that if you're going into a discussion or you're talking to a toxic person, it's very much like you're going to get poisoned at the end of that discussion. So you've got to think of it like you're going into a discussion with a scorpion or a snake 
where if they get scared or if they get afraid, they will sting you or bite you straight away. And what you will have to walk away with is this poison that they've injected into you where you're trying to you know, recover from this. You'll find yourself really upset, feeling really bad about yourself, feeling really low. It's like they've injected you with something that makes you feel really bad, bad about yourself. Um, and that's one way of knowing whether you've been in a toxic relationship or not. You see, the thing with toxic people is if there's anything that makes them feel insecure, you know, it could be something really small, like, I don't know, you've, someone says that you're, you know, you're, you look young for your age or anything, anything small. Um, if they feel insecure about it, they will try and make you feel vulnerable. They will try and, you know, go into a fight or try and get revenge or go into one-upmanship. They won't care, say for instance, um, what's right for the children. They will try, if you've divorced them for instance, they'll keep going on about, you divorced me, you divorced me. They won't think about what is right and what is best for the children's welfare. It's more about how do they get revenge on you. See, they will either, or if you leave them, um, you'll find that they will get into a relationship really quickly and then bring that person to the party that you're going to, for instance, on purpose so that they can then get revenge on you. These sort of silly, um, you know, situations where you really feel like it's really hurtful. It's because they're trying to inflict pain on you. They're purposely trying to inject you with poison so they can make you feel bad about yourself and hurt you. So remember, they're trying to hurt you. They're trying to damage you. You know, they're not coming into it like you are, like you want to just move forward and solve the problem and move forward. Even at the end of a relationship, you'll see this continuing. Number two, look, they treat everyone everything as though it's like an attack so when you come to them and you want to talk about something that you're not happy with maybe a behavior pattern that you're seeing maybe it's you know something they did in the week or something they said you may come along and be completely civil and rational and choose your words so carefully and even be trying to choose the timing of what it is and you might even find everybody's trying to work out the best time to talk to this person. And say you just wanted to talk about something and you'll find that they will meet you with aggression. And it's one of the most common side effects of this is, and you'll see this for yourself, is that you will find that they are afraid of you bringing up problems to, with them and they're fearful and they will just attack you so much that you won't want to bring up anything to them. People avoid them, people don't wanna tell them, people don't feel like they can go and speak to them about their behavior because they attack everyone. And you can sit there and agonize on the words and tread on eggshells and try and really 
work out how best to approach this whole situation. But the truth of the matter is they are not able to take on board even the slightest constructive criticism about how they should behave differently. As far as they're concerned, it's not anything to do with them. It's always you. You know, you are the problem, you know, and that is number three, you know, is that they will make out that you are the root of everything bad, that you are the root of all evil, you know, or that there's something so bad in you. So whenever there's a problem, whenever there's something going wrong, they will always make it about you. They will turn it around and try and say, it's your problem, what you're doing is wrong, and why do you not understand? Why don't you do something differently? It could be anything. It could be something that isn't actually anything to do with you, but they will somehow twist it around and say, actually, this is your fault. You're not doing what's right. Even if they're caught abusing someone, they will turn around and say, it's your fault. So they could literally hit someone in the face, out of rage, and they'll turn around and go, it's your fault, you made me angry, and that's why I hit that person. That's how ridiculous it is. So now instead of them actually admitting that actually something's their fault, they shouldn't have hit someone or done something wrong, that would enable them to see that they need to change something, that they can change something so that they can move forward, they'll actually turn it around and make it your problem, which means it's actually impossible for the toxic person or the narcissist to actually solve the problem and be able to move forward. Because the biggest problem they have is that they start to convince other people it's their problem and that it's your fault. And this is the such a terrible part of being in a toxic relationship. Because these toxic people are such amazing manipulators. They can manipulate and turn anything around that just doesn't seem possible to turn around and be blamed on you. You will be blamed for things that just make no logical sense. It, you probably weren't even there, but you'll be blamed for something. And they can make you believe that this is your fault when you have nothing to do with it. You see, that is the biggest problem about toxic relationships and why it's so toxic. You see, you've got to remember, toxicity is about something is toxic, it's making you sick. And that is what I'm trying to get across here, is that these all these actions are making you sick. It's like they're poisoning you at each point. And the worst part is when... We look at the power of proximity. What I'm saying here is that whoever we spend the most time around in our life is who actually has the most effect on us. And it really doesn't matter how strong you are. And I can guarantee without a doubt in my mind that you are a strong person. Even if you're struggling with emotional overwhelm, you are a strong person because of everything you've been through. But they will still, no matter how much you know what they're saying is nonsense, 
The fact that they repeat it over and over again, no matter how strong your belief system, no matter how much you believe in, you know, the the universe, God, whatever it is that you believe in, even if you really truly believe in your own mindset and the power of the mind, it doesn't matter. The person that actually you're around the most, if they're saying negative things to you over and over again, trust me. It will go into your subconscious mind. We have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. Our conscious mind is only 5% in control. Our subconscious mind is 95% in control. So even though you might not give them credit for them being able to change your subconscious beliefs, it will change your subconscious beliefs. No matter how strong your frame of reference is, no matter how much you believe in something, how strong your confidence is, they will break your confidence down to the point you won't even realize that they've done it over time. Bit by bit, day by day, the confidence will start wearing off. Your um, belief in yourself will start wearing off. Their self-hatred that they have for themselves will start, you know, getting you to be less and less loving to yourself. And that's the thing here. They're all about self-hate and being around people that hate themselves. Well, eventually those accusations will start impacting your belief systems where you will start to question yourself. And this is the worst part of gaslighting. It's like the subtle gaslighting, it's just being around that all the time, as well as the, you know, the obvious gaslighting. You know, these those comments where they accuse you, you know, where they make your they test your belief system will eventually get through where we become pretty much like our own peer group. Our belief systems become like what our peer group believe about us. So whoever you spend the most time with, become your ultimate peer group. And if you're dating someone or if you're spending a lot of time around toxic people, even if you're working in a toxic environment, proximity is power. So you need to look at all the people that are close to you today. I want you to do that exercise today. I want you to really look around you and see, are these people, people that would celebrate you that want to you know you to succeed or are the people around you you know competing with you trying to bring you down finding faults in you knocking your confidence at any given chance because proximity is power and if you let someone in too close they will start affecting you and telling you that the things are your fault even when they're not And you will start to believe it and it will start to erode your confidence over time. And this is vital when you're looking at, you know, a relationship. Say if you're in a relationship with a toxic person and you talk to their friends and you talk to, um, you know, their family. You'll find that the fact that you talk to these people will impact you, your confidence faster. It will start making you feel like they'll question you and you will start questioning yourself more and more and more. And that's where gaslighting gets horrendous. What you need to do most 
the most is look at your, the people around you and think, who brings me up? Who gives me confidence? Who helps me believe in myself and trust in myself? And try and surround yourself with as many of these type of people as you can. Okay, now let's go on to number four. They will show you the most love when you're most hurt. When you are broken, that's when they'll give you love. That's when they'll give you support. That's when they'll say the kind words. Say if you're doing, you're worried about your work and, you know, things aren't going well and you go and talk to them. That's when they'll be there for you. They'll say all the right things then. It's when you are on your knees and you're like, things are going wrong and things aren't right. That's when they'll start being nice to you. But as soon as you start doing good, you start rising, you start doing well. Oh my goodness, they will want to come back and break you down. If they could get a hammer and hammer you down, they would do that. It's like they want you to feel like rubbish, you know, they want you to feel insecure, they want you to feel so insecure that you need them, they want you to be so sorry and then they will be there for you, they want to see you beg almost, you know, be at the bottom and that's where they feel comfortable because you've got to remember they feel okay when you're weak, They want you to be weak because at that point, it makes them feel more comfortable. You see, and that is what brings me on to number five is that they get uncomfortable when you're successful. Yeah, you'll find that toxic people will belittle you when you're doing well. They'll make you feel unworthy even if you're doing well. They'll, you know, say, for instance, you've done something for the first time, they'll find it and then they'll you know, belittle you, they'll um, make you feel bad. If you're achieving something that they would like to, anything, anything at all, that that you might want to celebrate with them and you get excited, they'll brush it off and they'll change the subject. It could be that you've won an award or something and they'll be like, they'll they'll make it into something terrible you know, that you're just so um, egotistical or what have you, that they'll bring it into something where if, or if you're getting stronger, they'll try and make out that you are being egotistical. And we know that you're not the egotistical one. um, You know, they're really projecting in that point. So the truth is they want you to um, get fired. They want you to, you know, um, do bad. They just don't want you to succeed. And that's where you start seeing the viciousness coming out when you start doing well. As soon as you start doing well, they'll be like, look, you're going off with your friends. You know, you don't love me. You don't do this. You don't even think about us. You don't even think about the children. You're not even picking up the phone. You're not doing this. I mean, it could be that you're in a meeting or you're trying to do something or speaking to someone and they will just hammer you down for doing something that will bring you success because that is what they're most frightened of they are so frightened of you being successful they need you to be unsuccessful they don't want you to become stronger they need you to be weak so even if 
you know, you're finding they're attacking you. It could be the fact that you're on the right path and they're trying to trigger you to actually break down and fall apart again. And this is so, so important that you understand this, is that every single time you try and get up, they will try and bring you down. And be it where it's obvious or it's, um, you know, it's uh, like not so obvious, they will do that. They will continuously do that. That's what makes it so hard to get back up after being in a toxic relationship. And sometimes the way they trigger you might be really subtle. You know, it's like they can sense that you're becoming confident. And so then they they just do something. It could be a look. It could be um, the way they walk. It could be the way they talk or the way they do something to try and intimidate you again so that they can trigger you in any way that they can. It's so important for them for you to be broken because that, that's the only way they can feel better about themselves. They'll try and make you feel guilty or they could just basically blank you, yeah? So say if you're doing well, they could just basically drop you, um, you know, and leave you overnight or they could just stop talking to you overnight. It could be something, you know, that where they were talking and now they just stop talking to you because they want to punish you through that, where they just neglect you completely. You see, the, the important part here is it's about you getting back to loving yourself again. Really, what, it, what this is highlighting is that toxic relationships actually impact us and damage us to some degree, even if you're a very strong person. And what happens is, because you are a strong person, and this is vital, because you're a strong person, you start to believe that you shouldn't be affected by them. And because of that, you don't actually heal yourself to the degree that you need to heal. And sometimes you don't even recognize the impact that they've had on you. You know, so, and partly because they try and make out that everything's wrong with you, we kind of go into it as though we start having to lick our own wounds and start to feel like maybe there is something wrong with me. And we don't want to believe that there is something wrong with us either. But the truth is, there isn't actually anything wrong with you. All it is, is that they've impacted you in a way which has been poisonous. And all you've got to do is actually get the antidote to that poison. And you know what the antidote is? If you've been listening to me before, you'll know it's all about self-love. And it's not about, you know, having baths and, and, you know, getting our hair done or, you know, it's more than that. Self-love is about, you know, understanding that we're not perfect and we still love ourselves. you know, that actually as human beings, none of us are perfect, but that's what makes us perfect in a way, is our imperfections because that's what is, it means to be human that we're always growing and evolving and that it's okay to be in loving relationships where we can come to each other with our imperfections and start to work through those. It's okay to have wounds from the past 
It's okay to have wounds from past relationships. But what's not okay is not to try and work through them in some way so that we can get self, we can, you know, love ourselves more as individuals and as a couple. You know, that's what's not okay is when we're using our flaws to, as excuses to attack someone else. You know, that's not okay. But look, what this is all about is helping you heal yourself. Yeah, it's about us healing ourselves and providing an environment for people and relationships where it's possible for us to heal and it's possible for us to really step into our own individual power and greatness and for people to really, you know, cherish you to become the best version of yourself. You know, Mark Twain said that the really great, to be the really great make you feel that you can become great too. So that's the kind of relationships that we want. We want to be around people that lift us up higher, not poison us so that we fall to our, you know, fall to the ground and find it hard to get back up again. So this is about you really connecting with your own self-love again, really healing your confidence within, despite what you might believe, actually healing some of those limiting beliefs, releasing some of those limiting beliefs so you can move forward. And if you're interested in healing yourself, I do have an incredible Heal to Thrive program. I'm so many women and I have I've started, I'm trialing out um, a program for men as well. If you're interested in healing and you want to thrive too, then please do find the free resources available. Um, I have a free training, a free webinar that you can watch and understand how you can heal from the trauma of toxic relationships. And then do get in touch with me. Sending you so much love as always, because love is the greatest healer, honestly. And this is what the antidote to is to a toxic relationship. Sending you so much love till next week.